Hello and welcome to this special edition of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. It's a bonus for you on this Valentine's Day of 2024. So happy Valentine's Day to you. And I should say, and I don't know, I've always loved Valentine's Day. And to be honest, it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, a lover, someone that I consider to be my soulmate. And, and, you know, that's perhaps that's sad for me, but I don't view it that way. I have loved Valentine's Day since I was in grade school. Honestly, I loved giving out those little Valentines. In fact, I found two the other day, which cracked me up because I thought, wow, I got these at six or seven years old. And it said something like, oh, it was a little firefighter. Like a little boy wearing a fireman's hat in a fire truck that said, Happy Valentine's Day, hot stuff. Now, what was I, seven or eight when I got that? Which is kind of, I, I know, different times back then. I'm a Gen Xer. But honestly, I, I loved, I got excited about this holiday. I liked writing out Valentines. I liked giving them out. And in my household, I remember my father had created this box. Just took a box, a cardboard box that he covered with tissue paper and put like cutouts on. I think there was a lion on it, there was a heart, and there was a slot in the top where we put our cards for one another. And then there was this little cutout door on the side so that he would open it and reach in, get all the cards and pass them out. So for my mother, my father, my grandmother who lived with us, and my brother and I, I loved that. So I really do. High school, it's funny. I was thinking the other day when I was out for a walk or a run or something, I was thinking, we talk about social media now and the danger for young people with FOMO and you know their body image and how they feel and they don't feel they have enough friends and all that. And it's true. But that wasn't created by social media. Just just remembering, you know, when I was in high school, we would, um, I remember, it was, I don't think it was for charity. We would pay for a lollipop to be put in a bag for a student, right, with a little message, you know, happy Valentine's Day, uh, you know, my best friend, or hey, friend, happy Valentine's Day, have a good day, whatever the message was. And we would pay for those, uh, kind of like on the uh, Mean Girls movie. I don't know about the new one. I haven't seen it, but the original. So we would pay, write a little message, and send lollipops to one another. And when I think back on that, I mean, I wasn't the most popular kid, but I wasn't on the other extreme where I would sit there with no lollipops. I was somewhere in the middle. My friends and I would send them to each other. But I'm thinking that's very similar to what's happening on social media now. But the difference is, because I mean, you had kids who didn't get any lollipops, or maybe they got one or two. That is no different than now with, you know, feeling less than, feeling like you're missing out, like you're not liked by people. But the difference now is that it can be done all the time and it's being seen by our bigger audience. But uh, I don't want to like take the love out of this day, which is about love. So uh, I was just thinking of that the other day, but I do remember doing it at Valentine's Day at high school, Bishop Hannon. And honestly, through the years, I've always enjoyed celebrating. I love uh, exchanging cards and greetings with my my parents and my friends and sending cards and, and treating myself well. So remember to treat yourself well for this Valentine's Day. Take some time, whether that means, you know, if you have children and you can never get a moment's peace, Tell them that you deserve and need a moment's peace. You know, take some time, even if you have to sit in the garage or go for a short walk, just take time for yourself. If you're someone like me who does not have children who are always yelling your name, um, you have the freedom. You have a little more luxury and flexibility. So, you know, I do want to say, encourage you, even, you know, if you don't have kids, you probably still have many responsibilities at work, family, 
uh, in life in general. So you still need to take a break for yourself. I don't care who you are. Everyone needs it. Everyone deserves it. Whatever that looks like for you, what you enjoy. So this week, this special bonus, um, you know, the regular uh, weekly podcast will air Thursday as scheduled. It's going to be this week. It's going to be Megan Alpert from Joy World. So it's kind of cool. We keep this happy, joyful theme. But I will also say that it's American Heart Month. So, of course, in addition to today, Valentine's Day, we should be thinking of our heart health all month long. And, of course, you know what I'm going to recommend. Laughter is good for heart and blood flow. So hopefully you're getting some laughs. And why not laugh with your Valentine? So without further ado, I want to share just briefly what you're going to listen to. So uh, I've been trying this idea for the past year or so to do a live production of uh, a rom and com, an evening of rom and com. And I was going to do it in February for Galentine's, but that was my third attempt. For whatever reason, this particular event that I'm trying to produce is, I don't want to say curse. Someone kiddingly said curse, but I don't believe that. I think it's just had some unfortunate timing and whatnot. So this is the third time I've had to cancel it here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. The idea is for people to enjoy romance and comedy. It's kind of like I, I put it next to the idea or parallel to the idea of a Reese's cup. I love Reese's cup. So it's like only with this, what I'm trying to do with this show is, hey, you've got your romance in my comedy. Hey, I've got my comedy in your romance kind of thing. So having a live production where we have a little bit of romance and a little bit of comedy. So Tina Gallagher is going to read from her uh, one of her novels, her recent romance novel uh, that was released, Thick Girls Poll, which is about body positivity. It's a love story. It was inspired by some women here in Scranton who have a pole dance studio that Tina enjoyed going to. And if you go back through my episodes, or maybe you'll remember, Tina has been a guest on here twice. And the pole girls, the uh, pole studio, dance studio, some of those gals were on uh, talking about that as well, body positivity and uh, pole dance as a sport, as a way to express yourself, everything. So Thick Girls Pole was inspired, and it takes place, a lot of the scenes here in Scranton, written by romance author Tina Gallagher. So the idea for the in-person event was Tina reads from her book, and then myself and other local comedians like the very funny uh, Mary Raypatch, we do some comedy, and that was going to be the event. But unfortunately, like I said, we had to cancel for a variety of different reasons. So I am determined. I'm bound and determined. It will happen soon. One day it will happen. Uh, but what I decided to do to pivot, because we had to cancel the event that was planned uh, for LBC Distillery in Pittston, unfortunately, they closed their tasting room rather uh, quickly or abruptly. So instead, Tina and I did a little bit of a pivot, and we went on my Funny Wine Girl Janine Facebook page, and we did a little bit of a live version of this. Tina read from her book and I did some funnies. So what you're going to hear this week is Tina's reading of the first chapter of her book, Thick Girls Poll. Now, if you want to uh, watch the whole event that took place, only about 27 to 30 minutes, Tina reading her book and me telling some funnies, feel free to go to my Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl YouTube page. So now without further ado, please take it away, Tina. So Thick Girls Pole, um, this is the first book in my Peaches and Pole series. Um, it's about a pole dance studio named Peaches and Pole. And it is inspired by, um, loosely inspired by some of the people that I took. I took pole dance lessons. Um, 
I hope to get back to it. Um, but it's a great community. And I just wanted to write some books about how, you know, with some heroines who, you know, kind of like started to like really appreciate their bodies for their strength and what they can do as opposed to what they look like. Um, so that's where this whole series came from. Um, this book is about, um, it's a friends to lovers romance. Um, it's, it's about um, Kira and Simon um, and they used to work together uh, and they were really good friends and he always had a crush on her. You know, she, she was always in one bad relationship after another. She really didn't see him that way, you know, that way. Um, and then she got laid off from that job and now moved into a full-time position, you know, as a partner of the pole studio. So Simon figured it was time to take his shot, uh, with her. Cause he wouldn't have to have that awkward seeing her at work every day. If she, he asked her out and she said no, or if they went out and it didn't work out. So this book is in first per person point of view for both of the characters. Um, we start off with Sophie, uh, Sophie, I'm sorry. It's a book I'm working on right now. <laughs> we start off with Kira and um, in her point of view, and I will let you know uh, when it switches over to Simon. Um, could you actually turn that up a little bit? I'm sorry, oh, am, I, sorry. am I too oh, bright? Okay. Only because I can't see because I'm, oh, I no, I'm of a certain age and I can't, and I forgot my glasses. Okay, okay that's perfect, yeah. Um, okay, so it starts off in Kira's point of view. Um, there is some cursing in this as well, so, you know, be prepared. Um, how did you survive so long without sex? Anjanette looked up and blinked, then raised her right brow. When I asked if there was anything else we need to discuss, my sex life isn't what I had in mind. I definitely don't want to talk about what your sex life is like now. That would only make my celibacy seem worse, even if it is voluntary. I want to talk about your dry years prior to Leo. I smirked. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm having trouble seeing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, oh, these are perfect. Thank you. Um, that's much better. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Well, I'm sorry. I smirked above my eyebrows. Pun totally intended. I guess we're done with business. She closed her laptop and rested her elbows on the table. But thankfully, everything looks great. And it seems like the open house is all set. You don't need me here at all. You know, that's not true. You're the heart and soul of this place. Everyone misses you when you're gone. After dedicating herself to the peach, to Peaches and Pole for the better part of three years, Anjanette met and fell in love with Leo Maracas, all-star catcher for the Carolina Waves. When I got downsized by corporate America, she brought me on as a partner, which was definitely a win-win. It gave me enough of a bump in income so I didn't need to find another job and also allowed her the flexibility to travel with Leo throughout the baseball season. And don't think you're going to distract me from my question. She took it a deep breath and let it out on a dramatic sigh. All right, what do you want to know? Just what I asked, how did you survive without sex for so long? I remember giving my toys a workout for six months or so, but after that, I just didn't crave it anymore. Plus, I was putting all my energy into this place, so that helped shift my focus, she said. How long has it been? Five months, one week, and three days. That's very specific. I could probably tell you the hours and minutes, too, if I really thought about it, I said. And I've been giving my toys a workout, but they're just not doing it for me anymore. It's much more enjoyable when someone else does the work. Know what I mean? Yeah. Anjanette's mouth curled into a sappy, smitten, and super satisfied smile. I know exactly what you mean. Okay. The chair scraped against the floor as I pushed back from the table and stood. What's wrong? You know that I'm really happy for you, but I'm also freaking jealous right now. I'm ready to jump out of my skin. I'm so horny, and you and Leo are fucking like bunnies. Her eyes widened, and she stared at me for a few heartbeats before flash, flashing that satisfied smile again and dramatically nodding her head. Yeah, we are. I burst out laughing, then leaned down and pulled her into a hug. I truly am happy for you. Shifting back, I squeezed her shoulders, then let her go and straightened. I'm just cranky. I stuck my bottom lip out and used my best whiny voice to, to add, I really like sex. 
Antoinette stood and leaned her hip, hip against the desk. The only thing I can suggest is what really helped me, focus on why you gave it up in the first place. She raised her voice on the last two words of that sentence, turning it into a question. I never really told her why I decided to take a break from men. Initially, I didn't have a concrete answer. It was just something I felt I needed to do. It's just a little more clear now, but knowing doesn't make it any easier. You're partly to blame for my celibate state. Me? She placed her hand on her chest. What did I do? You started a healthy relationship with your hottie ball player that made me want more than random hookups with dick band-aids. Plus those hookups got old. I realized I was just going through the motions and it became more like a bad habit than something I enjoyed. Anjanette's image blurred and I blinked several times to push back the tears. You okay? Yeah, I dabbed at my eyes. You know I've never been a crier, but lack of sex must have my hormones all scrambled because the past couple months, the waterworks are never too far off. Sappy movies and sweet commercials have me tearing up and I even got emotional last week after my class perfectly executed a new routine. Have you talked to Dr. Green about it? When I decided that I finally wanted to deal with some emotional baggage, Anjanette recommended her therapist, Dr. Green, Dr. Rachel Green. It's a struggle for me not to make a friend's reference every time I'm with her. Yeah, she said that crying is an excellent way of releasing emotions and processing difficult situations. I use air quotes to highlight my therapist's words. I still don't like it and can't help but wonder if it's worth it. Like seriously, why am I doing this anyway? Change is hard, but it'll be worth it. Honestly, I don't think things would have worked out with Leo if I hadn't focused on myself before we met. I wouldn't have been capable of having a healthy relationship. She squeezed my hand. You went through a lot with Brian, but when you guys broke up, you never really took time to deal with it, which is exactly what I did for years. I moved from guy to guy, making the same stupid mistakes. The thing is, eventually, all that stuff you ignore builds up and tarnishes everything. My issues didn't start with Brian, but he definitely highlighted all my insecurities. I've always been a bigger girl, and I'd be lying if I said that didn't bother me. Pole dance helped me appreciate my body for its strength and even made me feel sexy, but in the back of my mind, I always wished I was smaller. When we first got together, Brian said he loved my curves, but once he lost some weight and got obsessed with fitness, the, the insult started. He complained about what I ate and more, especially if we were with his CrossFit friends. I snort laughed. The sad part is, if I hadn't found out he was cheating, I'd probably still be with him. Yeah, same with Travis and me, she said. And when Dr. Green pointed out my bad pattern and suggested I take a break from men, I hated the idea. Thankfully, I'm stubborn and decided to do it just to prove her wrong because she was totally right. I'll admit I thought you were crazy. I couldn't even imagine going cold turkey like that. So what changed? Brian isn't the first guy I've dated who ended up commenting on my weight. I blinked away tears as I looked around the studio before meeting her gaze again, then shrugged. One night stands and random guys kept me safe from that. Plus the sex was good, in the beginning anyway. I just went through the motions with the last few, but that's not how I wanna live my life going forward. I wanna spend it with someone who loves me for me and doesn't care about the size of my body. She pushed away from the table and pulled me into a hug. I'm so happy you decided to make a change. Releasing me, she added, you're beautiful inside and out, and someday you'll meet a man who recognizes that and will treat you like the goddess you are. So, say that louder for the universe to hear. I can't see if there's any comments coming. Um, now we move to Simon's uh, point of view. My phone buzzed and I cringed when I saw my sister's face pop up on the screen. I thought about ignoring the call, but that would only delay the inevitable. How's my favorite sister today? I'm your only sister and I'm pissed, she said, then added, at you, as if there was any question. No use pretending I don't know what she's talking about. Shannon, I took Andy out to dinner, then dropped her off at the hotel. I don't know what else you expected to happen. I expected you to give the date a chance. She said you barely spoke, and when you did, you gave her one or two word answers. I did give it a chance, I said. By sitting there silent and just nodding like an idiot, 
I closed my laptop and shifted forward to set it on the coffee table. Resting my elbows on my knees, I told her my side of the story. I got a few words in at the beginning, but once I asked about her job, she barely stopped talking to breathe. So instead of interrupting, I just listened and nodded. It couldn't have been that bad. Do you want me to tell you about her, the designer she's worked with, items of clothing she's worn, and which makeup she prefers? That question was met with silence, as I'm guessing Shannon has experienced similar conversations with Andy. But since she's, going, she's being quiet, I figured I'd drive my point home. I could also tell you which photographers are her favorite, although by that point I was only half listening, so I, I won't be as detailed. I heard a long sigh and sat back waiting for my sister to speak. Do you like her at all? I didn't dislike her, but she's not someone I'd want to date. Just because of the talking? Honestly, we don't have anything in common. Okay, no, Andy, she said, but I do have someone else in mind that I think we'll, you'll connect with better. My sister is a makeup artist for some of the most prestigious photographers in Manhattan, so she has a never-ending supply of beautiful women at her disposal. I appreciate the thought, but I'm good. Besides, people will start avoiding you if they think you're going to hit them up to go on a date with your nerdy brother. My friends think you're adorable and would jump at the chance to date you. I seriously doubt that. Why not? Nerds are in, you know, she added with a chuckle. Penny and Leonard ended up together on the Big Bang Theory, but chances are they'd crash and burn in, real, in the real world. There are exceptions, of course, like my parents, but my experience has taught me that my sister's friends and I just aren't a good fit. We're too different. Your friends are like you. None of them would be content doing the low-key things I enjoy, and I definitely don't fit in their world. Relationships are about compromise. Look at mom and dad. They're as opposite as can be and still make it work. Mom and dad are the exception, I said, and besides, having nothing in common with your friends, I live in, besides having nothing in common with your friends, I live in Scranton, and they're either in Manhattan or travel all the time. Andy's photo shoot in the Poconos is the only reason we managed to go out. I have friends closer to Scranton. I took my glasses off and rubbed my eyes. Shannon, please find another project. You and Zoe broke up two years ago, and aside from the women I set you up with, you haven't had a date, and I'm okay with that. Simon, you're a great guy with a lot to offer. I know you're, you'd like to be in a relationship. You just need to meet the right girl. That's not going to happen if you're hiding in mom, at mom and dad's playing video games with Andrew and Archer. My sister and I may be twins, but we're total opposites in looks, interest, and lifestyle. Where she's like our outgoing popular father, I take after our more reserved mother. Shannon has made it her life's mission to get me out from behind my computer and make sure I don't end up living in our parents' basement. You know I only moved back home because mom and dad took off on their tour of the country. Once they come back, I'll get my own place. After Zoe and I broke up, I moved into a studio apartment because it was fully furnished and available, but ended up living there longer than I should have. My lease was up, so when mom and dad bought an RV and planned their epic journey, I decided to move back home. Staying here would give me time to find something new and would also make keeping an eye on their house easier. It seems like a win-win to me. Shannon thinks I'm going to stagnate here. We'll see. I swear I heard her eyes, eyes roll through the phone line. Shan, I went away to college, then moved in with Zoe a couple years after I graduated. You make it seem like I've been a hermit. Not a hermit, exactly. I mean, you go to work and hang out with your friends once in a while, she said, but let's be honest. You spend more time with your dolls than you do with people. They're not dolls, they're collectibles, and I don't play with them, they're on display. Okay, Andy, she said, referring to Steve Carell's character in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. On that note, I'm gonna say goodbye. Her answering laugh should have aggravated me, but for some reason it made me smile. Talk to you later, big brother. I disconnected the call and picked up my computer, but the game I'd been playing before Shannon called wasn't keeping my attention anymore. Something my sister said kept running through my head. I would like to be in a relationship, and if I'm being honest with myself, I know who I want to be in one with. Opening a new browser, I signed onto Facebook and typed in her name, Kira Jordan. We worked together for almost a decade before her position was downsized last year. I had a crush on her from day one, but she was dating, then engaged. Plus, I was with Zoe, Zoe part of that time. Even if those things weren't true, I'm not sure I would have had asked her out. 
Besides the fact we worked together, we were friends. If things didn't work out or she wasn't interested, that friendship would have been messed up and I'd have to face her every day. But now that wouldn't be the case. My ego would be bruised if she turned me down, but I'd live. I scrolled through her feed, which was mostly pictures of classes of the full dance studio she's currently, she's working at now. Then something caught my eye. They're having an open house at the studio next weekend. Before I could second guess myself, I grabbed my phone and dialed Shannon. Do you have plans next weekend? I asked as soon as she answered. Nothing that can't be blown off or changed. Why? There's an open hand house at Kira's Full Studio Saturday, and I was hoping I'll be home Friday night. Sometimes it's not so bad having a pain in the ass, sister. That is the first chapter of Thick Girls. Cool. 